I have started recording as well. What's our clap time? Okay, our clap time. Let's make it three twenty two oh five or oh. Let's let's make it three twenty two ten. Okay. Okay. Five, four, three, two. Cool. Might have been a little early. Oh well. Okay. Let me just be ready for this intro. Stretching. Should have done this before I started recording, but whatever. Hey, gamers, gameettes, and everything above and in between. This is the Own Tempo <laughs> Podcast, where no, Teddy I'm does different segments intro. every episode. And this episode is to totally stop all over Love's feet. I'm joking. Do your intro. Okay. God. I like my intro. I know. I like it, too. That's why you ripped it off. Maybe Hello, put this in at the end of the episode. <laughs> yes, I will, probably. <clears throat> Are we ready now? Yes. You just have to God, edit me I saying feel, hello to me saying the, goodbye instead. Now I feel the pain of the Drawfee people. <laughs> hello, ladies and gentlemen, and all things above and in between. I am your one of your hosts, uh, Obsessive Reader Love, and this is the Pokemon Own Tempo podcast. I messed up my word order, but whatever. Like, four people watch this. I am joined by... I'm Lore Weaver. And, and I'm Teddy. Yay! Hooray! And today we are going to be doing the Hoenn Starters. Unfortunately, we cannot talk about how much we like Mudkips until until the third segment because we are going in Pokedex order. So we are starting with our boy Trico, and uh, I like Trico. Trico is cute. He's not in my top five, um, but Trico is cute. He's a fascinating S- little dude. He's a little friend, and... Uh, and Grovile is rad, and then Skeptile throws Grovile. it all away. I fucking hate Skeptile. It's one of my least favorite stage I threes. Don't, I don't hate Sceptile. Like, to be fair, right, I did watch a fair amount of the Ruby Sapphire anime, and so having the one continuous Trico Grovile Sceptile in that was like, oh, okay, yeah, it ties everything together. This, this is just a cool line who does cool things. Mega Sceptile, maybe, like, the red accents are a little much, but I think it looks pretty fucking cool. The cool. giant Christmas tree tail. What I don't understand is why did he stop holding his arms out? What do you mean? Look at his sprites. Hold on, let me look at this. Let me look at the Gen 3 decks. Oh, yeah, his, his arms are, are, like... Relaxed. His now. arms are still at the ready. Yeah, I mean, but if you look like at... Like, in the Mega, they kind of don't look... They they look a little bit less... No, I'm not talking about Sceptile. I'm talking about Trico. Oh, oh Trico. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is a little weird. He was practicing, and now he stopped practicing, I guess. He's practicing being ready for, for his his, uh, his his weapons on his arms. The, and I guess uh... they were there to... Sh- the Cerebi preview pick is from Pokemon Home, and he's got his arms spread out. Yeah, but then you put oh, him yeah, in any modern game cool. and it goes back down. Well, the yeah. modern Pokemon games have made a lot of mistakes with the uh, the animation skeletons of their 3D models. They I... have been changing them back, yeah. though. Yeah, I do like uh, how Charizard and Blastoise and Venusaur look <laughs> <laughs> in the DLC of Scarlet <laughs> Yeah, all the starters are are in Scarvio now, so uh, we can yeah. see. Does I think? Yeah, that was one of the the things in the ads. So I figured I was okay talking about that. Um, Blastoise I... actually uses its cannons now. Really? Instead of just firing water from its face. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was also some of the stuff was in Legends Arceus, and I and people were like, "Oh yeah, that's way better." And so people were, and so I guess Game Freak was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll 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 do some 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 work with that." Man, now that I'm unemployed, I might actually be able to go back and fill out some of the Legends Arceus like Pokedex tasks. I got like a third of the way through it, finishing out every Pokedex task in each entry, and then I got distracted and burned. I out. wasn't even. I, I decided I wasn't even going to try. I just wanted to get the, 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 the level 10s on everything. And I was like, I like grinding, but not this much. Um, I got up through the Ralts line. Like, I don't is... even remember what, like, I don't even remember if you get a reward for doing it. Yeah, nope, like... you sure don't. <laughs> I feel like Trico is the most underwhelming line of Gen 3's starters. I, I have feel a shame like... I like geckos. I... I do like I Trico more than Mudkip. I feel like the line is trying to be like a ninja or like you know a sneaky, a sneaky subterfuge type thing because Sceptile has like its its balls or whatever on its back that are like they weapons. do kind of look like smoke bombs. They're actually yeah. seeds. But they do kind of look like smoke bombs. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, like I get what it's going for, but I don't think it's doing it well. Again, I have I am biased because of the anime where you get to see Ash's little Trico like grow up and be a cool guy, cool anime dude the whole time. And I, I told you about the the episode where where like he evolves to impress this Meganium, and then he can't. Then it turns out the Meganium is in love with Atropius. And and then he like he has to go through this arc of relearning how to use his moves because he kind of rushed it, and, uh, and I, so like I I feel for the guy. And also I've been reading uh, there's the this this uh, fanfic that I was writing fanfic about, but then I got caught up in other stuff um, that uh, that focuses on a guy who goes through Hoenn with a uh, a Vulpix, and um, it's it's called Born of Caution. I've talked about it before. I'm pretty sure. And uh, he actually winds up with the Trico that would have originally been Ashes, because it's sort of like a, a mixed canon. And uh -huh. so you get to see... So, like, I've, I've been... I've gotten another, like, soft spot for the guy in that respect, because he gets some focus, because the guy's team is still fairly small, and so he puts a lot of focus on, on all the different Pokemon. And I, uh, so I like the Trico line a lot. I think that it's, it's, you know, obviously like in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon also Grovile is a part of that story and everybody loves that. And I just love the leaf on the head in general. Like, so, so Grovile is obviously the coolest of the, the of the line, but I really do like Sceptile. I think it, it, it does work like if like seeing it in motion and stuff is also very cool like what like again i am biased because of the anime skeptile but... i think suffers a bit because grovile is so cool like grovile but is one of the I best stage so. twos of the entire uh series there's a it's reason true, why you... pokemon mystery dungeon didn't have there be a cool septile yeah, although like like the the evolutionary like through line is very clear. You can see like how the tail and the stomach, kind of like the coloration. It's a dinosaur. Yeah, but like you can also see like 
how all the, like the the through line from Trico to Septile does work really well. Like it loses some of the accoutrement, like it loses the the head leaf going to Septile, but it gets like other head spikes, and like you can see how the green stripe through the red through the red turned into like it having a green belly with the red stripe but it still has like the 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 red under its chin so like it really does like it is one of the most cohesive uh evolution lines i think it should have become starters. grass dark type that would be cool yeah but there were already two other grass dark lines in hoenn and i guess they thought that that would be a little overkill they could have one of them was the shift tree what was the other one cacturn right they could have made that a grass ghost yeah, yeah, there, there wasn't one at the grass time. Ghost better. There wasn't one. I at like the that time. they. I like that they went with Grass Dragon for the Mega though. I think that that was cool, and I I do really like Mega Sceptile. I think it looks cool as hell. The Lightning Rod tail because it has Lightning Rod now. Like I think the colors look really cool. I like some like it maybe is a little over designed, but that's like half the appeal of Mega Pokemon, and I fucking love it. I and think it Sceptile was over designed to begin with, so Mega Sceptile actually reduces the amount of unnecessary detail. I mean, I guess like a little bit. Well, if you look at Sceptile and how its tree, how its tail is shaped, and then yeah, oh my I god, that is straight up a Christmas tree. It's great. <laughs> it's got the point on the top and everything. Yeah. I've never seen Mega Skeptile before. Play Oras. They're good. I have have Omega Ruby in my 3DS, and I keep taking it with me when I go to, like, doctor's appointments and stuff, and then I pick it up, and then I play for five minutes, and then I put it down. Yeah, I hear that. But other than the the anime, uh, by the way, Sceptile, one of Ash's Pokemon who has defeated a legendary. Oh, which one? Uh, Darkrai, um, in the infamous Sinnoh League semifinals when he fought against, uh, motherfucking Tobias with his Darkrai, um, Ash had to go through basically his whole team, but, uh, Sceptile was the one to finally finish off the Darkrai. Um, and then <laughs> Tobias threw out his second Pokemon, which was fucking Latios. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dear lord in Why heaven, they, they really Tobias had to get this- legendaries? Because they wanted to deny Ash the win. Yeah. like Pretty, it was pretty just... nakedly, this was, nope, you don't get to win this one. But, like, like if they did have... Because Ash felt at his most powerful in the series up to that point in Sinnoh. And, like, Sinnoh was one of the last times that he would use all of his Pokemon from, like, across the journey. Like, at, at, once they got to Kalos, that he would only use his team from that seer from the series. I don't remember exactly if he brought in his other Pokemon from Unova because the Unova League was kind of a joke in general. Um, and he had like a, a larger team in Unova anyway, so he would have been like mixing and matching, um, regardless of whether he brought in his his other Pokemon. But uh, in in Kalos and Alola and in Journeys, he just used his main team from the main series. And so, like, Sinnoh was one of the last times, uh, and you got to see, like, Quilava, his his Cyndaquil even evolved into Quilava off-screen and got to have, like, some cool moments. And there was a lot of cool stuff happening in Sinnoh, and Ash beat Paul, like, one of his best rivals. And so Ash felt like one of the strongest... Uh, iterations of him possible so they had to introduce a guy who was literally just the most overpowered piece of shit ever because they weren't they weren't ready for him to win yet 
because they wanted to continue having him do stuff. But like, I they... can't be the very best, like no one ever was. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, originally they wanted to have like originally Ash was an underdog. He was like a normal ass kid, and like a like they. I mean, like, the original writer for Pokemon also wanted the, the series to end with a Pokemon uprising, uh, so we don't gotta talk too much about that was the original. Yeah, they really let's, kind let's of under- focus on the grim, dark Pokemon yeah, manga. that was before they really understood the nature of what they wanted Pokemon to be as a series. Yeah, but, like, Ash was originally supposed to be just sort of an average dude doing, like, doing a little bit above average, and he... And like he lost his um, his Indigo Plateau like challenge for an understandable reason. He like he messed up, and he was aware of that. And like then he went to the Orange Islands and he got like a an actual win. He did beat the champion of Orange Islands, and it was like a whole arc. Like the original, like it was it was a whole arc for him. And then he had to then in Johto he had an arc of like oh trying to to rely too much on his Charizard who like and like the, the that's the whole that's also another arc like he he had to learn to gain the trust of his Charizard then he started over relying on his Charizard and Charizard had to go off on his own and it's there is a lot of actually really interesting character stuff in the original series and then in uh in Ruby and Sapphire they had May to be like the new kid who was just kind of an average Joe and like Ash and Ash and her would have like arguments and clash because of their different like their different sensibilities and desires. Um, I haven't watched the whole anime, but from what I've gathered, um, May comes off as uh, really annoying to a lot of people because they had established Ash very well by then, but May was just coming in and questioning him and being a dick to him and not really having very many good moments uh, of her own to redeem her presence in the show. At um, the start, yeah, that is that is some of some of how it is. I have never watched two like I caught the Hoenn anime periodically as it aired. Um especially during Battle Frontier. Um I watched a fair amount of it and in that in that she's a lot better like she like she she gains more of her own identity as the series goes on and she's got like her own baggage with not wanting to be a pokemon trainer but kind of having to be which they don't explore as much of the world building behind that as they could but she discovers her own passion with coordination and she's mostly there to sell pokemon contests but like the way the pokemon contests are handled is pretty interesting so like there there is a level of of a clash between them there. And they definitely figured it out because in Sinnoh, Ash is a much like Ash's relationship with Dawn is one of the best parts of the series because they are kindred spirits. They care so much that about Pokemon and wanting to be the best. And they clash sometimes because uh, Dawn is a girly girl, but like, and Ash is very much a typical dude who does not care about like fashion and stuff. But Dawn cares about that stuff with the same level of passion that Ash cares about his stuff, and they both love Pokemon and are both competitive, and they are very similar, two peas in a pod, so they get along great after some initial, like, problems settling into traveling together. And she was the only one who came to watch his championship. (laughs) 
Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just because they they were doing the Legends Arceus stuff at the same time. Uh, May uh, was watching. She was doing stuff with Lycia at the time, and Misty was all, Misty and, and Brock were also watching in different places, I think. Um, God, they, the fact that they didn't bring back Misty and Brock for that they, is... They already is, had... It's, it's worse than his mom them. not showing up. They already went and visited Misty and Brock in other episodes... Yeah, but they. No, I mean, like they—you did see them like watching, watching. in yeah. other places, and then they had their—they had—they got to journey together afterwards for yeah. a little while for a final little, little, little trek, and so, that was cool. So, uh, so I it, liked that. In its belly, it has a sack built with burning fire, meaning that it feels as warm as a hot water bottle if you hug it. It's Torchic. Oh my god! Oh my god! My most popular Tumblr post is about Torchic's. Uh, Torchic's. Before we move on to the best part of Gen Three, did you know that Skeptile has one twenty base speed? Yeah, it's yeah, a ninja. Yeah, it's a fast fucker. It's a ninja. That's wild. It looks. It, it looks doesn't really look heavy. fast. It looks really heavy because of its goddamn tail. But yeah, I don't know. I've always thought that it did look fast. I because I see it. I got, I got to see it be fast. It's. Like it, it, it has always been super nimble in the anime. So like, I, I, it looks very slim and slender and cool. Like when you see it in motion in black and white and everything, like it just looks cool. I feel like them making it lean forward more, starting with X and Y, was a good choice. Yeah, but, but yes, ahead. Torchic, Torchic, Torchic. is okay, best boy. Get, Torchic is adorable. Torchic is let me one get of the my post. favorite I have to show you the post. I literally, I, I have to show you the post because it's so. It's so simple and 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 like it's literally just so I was doing a a fucking uh, heart gold randomizer and I and I caught a torchic and I just took a screenshot of that the that Pokedex entry the heart gold uh, soul silver Pokedex entry um, and I just commented now tell me that isn't the cutest Pokedex entry you ever did see oh, and yeah. it has eighty thousand some notes I think. nice. I think my like, most famous Tumblr post just, is a gem in the holograms one. My most famous Tumblr like post is actually. either one about Vegeta knowing what clouds are, or uh, about Patrick Stewart in Oblivion. Like occasionally, it just pops up and and has and and gets a bunch more notes. Yeah, okay, it has it has it's not eighty thousand. It's it's ten thousand. In my heart, um, it's eighty thousand. Still good. Yeah, yeah it's the. Actually, no, it's 20,000 because it's got like 10,000 reblogs and 10,000 likes. So it's like 20-some. Here, I will I will link you the post so that you can see the very cute Pokedex entry. God, Torchic is so adorable. I love Torchic. It's Hug very it. cute. It will be as warm as a hot water bottle. Oh, Hug it. Hug like it. the fact that it just says Hug it is so cute. What the hell? Uh, Torchic is probably my second favorite fire starter. Um, let's see, there's Charmander, Cyndaquil, Torchic, Chimchar, uh, (laughs) Tepig. I'm going uh, to fight you about Chimchar next episode. We're going to get into a physical altercation. (laughs) I swear to God, I have no idea why you do. Do you just not like monkeys? That's probably part of it. Um, Do you just, like, how can you not respect the great sage equal to heaven? It's Sun Wukong! It's the coolest fucking monkey in the world! It's, it looks so dumb, and I hate Infernape, and I hate Gen 4 on top of it. Well, yes, we've established that you're wrong! (laughs) 
How does Infernape sure. look bad? It looks cool as hell. It's got like the... We'll get to that next episode. Next episode. <laughs> For right now, one of the most popular starters of all time, uh, Combuskin is... Uh, we, we can make all kinds of jokes about how Combuskin looks. Um, in its official art, it doesn't look bad. Unless you, like, st- try to look at it a specific way. But, like, in its uh, in some of its other appearances, and especially in 3D, uh, it's not great. Um, when Combuskin is in active dynamic poses, it's kind of cute. But otherwise, it's just dorky. It's very middle starter. But we should talk more about Torchic before we move on. We have plenty yeah, no, of time. Yeah, no, I was, I was like sort of giving my whole I like, like that they thoughts. learned their lesson from Hoot Hoot, and they made sure to show the other legs so people didn't make assumptions. <laughs> yeah, it, it like I the 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 vibe that it like toddles around. And it's just a little chick boy. It's just a little little chick. It's just a little 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 guy, and I love that. I cannot wait to catch one in Indigo Disc. They're so. I can't wait to see them moving around. You can. Probably... I want to see a Torchic run. Torchic shiny is really cute. It's just. Torchic's, it's just. It, it, it's colors are. Inver- I like its base form better, but it's got a good shiny. Um, yeah, because its shiny just looks like an actual like chick. It's very cute. Yeah, like, definitely. It, and the colors, the colors just being swapped is also just very, very charming for shinies. I love it when shinies do that. So I love do you its know... little wings. Yes, his little, 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 little fluffs. So do you know? So cute. Do you know why the gender difference is what it is? Uh, because there's a type of chicken that will get marked by the farmers um, to prove that it's male. Yeah, it's just that like you don't want to keep too many male chickens because they're more aggressive and you don't want to you want to know which of your chickens is male because the the female ones are you're going to keep them for longer because of the eggs and you don't want the eggs to be fertilized so you need to know which ones are male to separate them first um to and they put a little marker uh dude on his butt yep they just they just mark their booties so that uh, it's a very easy way to know and doesn't like hurt them in any way, so it's very nice. And I think that's that's a that's a fun little Easter egg to to throw into a Pokemon game because like I learn a lot about about biology due to Pokemon, and I think that it's very fun that they threw in some random ass biology like farming stuff. Um, I don't it it does look like uh, for uh, for the for Blaziken and Combuskin they just made it the size of the head feathers. Which uh, is fairly normal for a lot of uh, for a lot of different gender differences. They just change the head feathers or like the the size of head crests. Smaller ones are fe- the the females have like smaller head crests or or like longer hair sometimes. The God, the colors look on at his com- little face. I love him. I love birds, man. Birds are great, and he he's just such he's so friend shaped. Torchic is so friend shaped. Like it's it's the the thing about it is that only the heart gold and soul silver Pokedex entry says hug it with the with the, <laughs> with the little exclamation point. All, all the other ones that it, that it is based on say give it a hug and then there's like a dash. Nobody nobody goes hug it. Hug it. I wonder if it was you like you should a, hug a Torchic. I wonder if it was you like should. a character limit situation. Maybe. Could be. Who cares? It's cute. Yeah, Combuskin is okay. It's very middle starter Evo. I don't like very many middle starter Evos. 
Grovile yeah, and Florigato are the big exceptions to that, I think. I do love the concept of the Torchic line. Like, I feel like maybe Combuskin looks like that for part of the joke. You know, cockfighting. Yeah. It's literally the joke. So, like, it, it's it, it's possible that they made Combuskin kind of look like that on purpose. Because, <laughs> like, Japan does like those kinds of jokes. Um but I, I think it does look very cool in its its official art, like with its with its arms out and like in all in in a lot of its sprites, it's got it's got its arms out and its feet raised, and I think that it does look very cool, like when it like if look at its home sprite. Also, in home, its shiny is significantly darker than it is than, in any actual game. Yeah, that's actually yeah. kind of cool. And then there's Blaziken. I wonder if it's I there's if it's Blaziken, gonna... which. I think looks like a Digimon, but in a good way. So, oh, yeah. have you Blaziken seen absolutely have you seen like the Digimon. Pokemon that Blaziken was derived from? No. What do you, the, like what do you the mean? chicken, like uh, the actual chicken. Have you seen drafts of what Latios was going to look like? Oh yeah, that one. Oh, it does kind of look like the Lotties. Yeah, yeah the early it's... the early Lotties design looked a lot more like Blaziken than before. So yeah, Blaziken is like noticeably darker in its shiny, but it's not like as different as Pokemon Home makes it look. But like Pokemon Home's art is like kind of lit differently anyway. I Oh, have you seen the uh, Turtle Montage um starter fight video? I have. I don't believe yes. so. I don't really watch a lot of those. Well, uh, he he does a bunch of Pokemon videos where he puts a bunch of Pokemon on a deserted island and has them fight. Um, it's like a battle did, royale type situation. Yeah, he did one for um, for the first one he did. I think was I think it was the first one he did was all the non legendary Pokemon as if their dex entries were physics accurate. <laughs> well, that's that's never gonna work. Oh yeah. They, about halfway through the fight, Mad Cargo came out of a Pokeball and incinerated the island. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, literally hotter uh, than the sun. I had thought that you were going to talk about the one that's just the starter Pokemon, because that's the first one that came to mind for me. Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Um, he did a Legendaries one. He did a Baby Pokemon one, which um, at the end was revealed to be a play fight on a playground, which was very cute. That's very adorable, yeah. And the most recent one was the starters, and Blaze. It came down to Blaziken versus uh, a Pikachu with max friendship, specifically mm-hmm. the Let's Go Pikachu, because he was using the Let's Go exclusive uh, electric type moves. Um, and... you know the ludicrous priority, ludicrous base power. It's called like Zing Zap, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Um. And what it really came down to was uh, Pikachu held on so that it wouldn't disappoint its traitor or whatever the message is uh, mm-hmm. over and over and over, which I thought was a very fun meta joke. Yeah, that is very cool. Until ultimately uh, the... Blaziken takes it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beats oh, my God, there's a, pre, there's a pre-alpha version of Torchic that has giant wing ears. Show me. Oh, my God. What the hell? That's so cute. Yes. Oh, that's adorable. 
I think I like what we got better, but that's very cute. That is really cute. Yeah, I think what we got is like the 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 the, the tuft that we got that looks kind of like a ponytail is very cute. It looks a little bit more martial artisty, which is which fits because like the whole idea is a fighting chicken. So like I I think the martial arts like Blaziken looks kind of like like it's got like the gear it's got it looks like it is from a a dojo and is here to kick your ass like even its hands look like they're wrapped in bandages Blaziken looks very cool like Blaziken I, is rad definitely one of my favorite starters and the mega just turns all of that up to 11 it doesn't it doesn't change a ton but it changes the hairstyle just enough to make it look kind of super saiyan it gives it like the flame energy things coming out of its hands so that it can flow even cooler and it raises up its leg to to show the how fucking badass it is and like the patterns are a little bit more dynamic it, it, blaziken is sleek and cool and i do not i do not begrudge anyone for loving the fuck out of it it is cool as hell I'm a sucker for fire types, but even if I wasn't, Blaziken would be one of my favorites. It's a solid little dude, man. It's a solid dude, man. Like, I, I yeah, do you, love it. Yeah, you backspaced little out of... Uh... Yeah, I was I was already kind of thinking about the next Pokemon, I guess, that we get to talk about, because I'm excited. I'm very excited. Huh, Cerebi's uh, got half... an error. It says its height is one inch tall. Huh. Uh, I guess that's probably a placeholder because they just started adding the DLC Pokemon Pokedex entries. Yeah, that's probably what it is. If you go to a previous uh, generation at the top. Uh, six foot three, taller than me. Yeah, but it doesn't change in height when it when it evolves, which is interesting. Really? Cobuskin is six three? Or when it mega evolves, yeah. When it oh, mega when it evolves, mega evolves. Okay. Some of them do, so I was like, oh, that's interesting that it doesn't. Combuskin's only like a few feet tall. Yeah, two foot eleven. Yeah, it's just a dude. It's just a little, little like twelve year old. I do love that starters like they start out as little babies and then they get to be like the age of the kid that would be that would be having them, like friend, t- <laughs> like 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 peer type um, in height and size and stuff. Yeah, and then they turn into like cool ass adult kick ass monsters that will protect you from stuff. You know. It's it's very interesting in terms of like out of all of the Pokemon that I tend to see, personas and furry art of, Blaziken is not very frequently one of them. I feel like people just want to want to do that with Blaziken as it is. Yeah, like, like Blaziken is already a furry. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just saying you, you I don't, don't really need to like. I don't see. Oh, much, I'm not saying you're I don't wrong. see much art uh, of Blaziken in general when it comes to furry circles. I do. You do. I feel like we may we may frequent different circles. Well, I suppose, um, but I would expect a lot to see of the, more in the circles. A I lot use. of the art of Blaziken is uh, female. Oh, okay. a lot of people want. Oh, a she's lot of butch. Want to fuck okay. Blaziken. she's butch. I get it. Yeah, she yeah. she's like a. A lot of people see Blaziken as fem as kind of feminine. It's, it, it especially helps that that usually it is associated with May. She could probably change a tire. Yeah, May she, had she, a Blaziken. Yeah, May. Huh. Uh, it evolved into Blaziken at the very end of Battle Frontier. She and Ash had a showdown uh, in a contest um, because Ash, sort of all through Hoenn, was kind of like. Oh, kind of only sort of respected contests. He didn't go to all of May's and uh, and and 
like may wouldn't go to all of his gym battles either they didn't really see eye to eye on it um, yeah, but they, the... they didn't really like each other very much, which I think is death to a character dynamic. They they grew to like each other more as as the series went on. Like it, they they respected each other by the end, and that was shown by them having a big contest battle showdown where where May got to prove him wrong. It was Blaziken versus Septile, and they tied. Um, and they each, like, in the Sinnoh episodes where May shows up, uh, they even, like, bring it up. They each have half the ribbon uh, from from Ooh. that contest. Uh, cool. And, it was very, and, and from that on, and that is probably part of why Ash goes to all of Dawn's contests. He is always there. He shows up for... Also, they are more similar than May and, and Ash were. So like, but he he sees more eye to eye on that. He has grown a lot as of Sinnoh. Like he feels very much like a a new like a a matured version of his character, which is a lot of the reason why in Unova when he went kind of back to being kind of a kid, a lot of people weren't super pleased. Um, and that presumably that's part of why they had to do that. They felt like they didn't really know where to go with Ash, so they kind of had to, like, reset him a little bit to try and figure out something to do. And then in Kalos, they figured out what they wanted to do. They wanted to have Ash be the single coolest motherfucker on the goddamn planet. And then in <laughs> Alola, uh, they made him a kid, but in the best way again. Yes, the he's the coolest really motherfucker good. on the planet, but the coolest kid on the planet. Yeah. And then in, in Journeys, they brought it all together and just made him the coolest kid on the planet that, you, that I want to be friends with so goddamn bad. So, yeah, so that that's, so, um, yeah, May got a Blaziken very late in, in Hoenn, and, uh, and then in Sinnoh, when she shows up for, like, an arc in Sinnoh, she has her Blaziken, and it's very cool, because, uh, because you did see her grow alongside that Torchic, um, and, uh, the Torchic was kind of whiny at first, kind of like she was. Uh, it was a very, it was very much a, uh, a series about, about that growth to a certain degree. It kind of got distracted with the, uh, like, the way that it handled its villain arc and everything, like the uh, the overall pacing of that season was not the best, from what I remember. I mostly watched Battle Frontier religiously, and that was a lot better because it was just them wandering around through Kanto again, and uh, because like they had some time to kill between. <laughs> this was back when there was there was actually like a, an amount of time between game releases, like you know more than a, like. Like I think it's 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 always been about the same, but I think it was a few more years because like the, it took time to localize the games also, so there was that as well. Gen two um, came out in nineteen ninety eight, and I believe Gen three came out in two thousand two. Yeah, right? so that's four years. Um, Let me look that up. I know Gen two came out in ninety eight. Uh, Pokemon because Ruby Gen Gen one came out here game. in ninety eight. Gen 2 didn't come out here until, like, 2000, I think. Maybe that was Crystal. Uh, looks like Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire came out November 21st, 2002 in Japan and March 17th, 2003 in North America. So, yeah, the, the localization took it used to take a long time. Um, Gold and Silver released initially in 1999, November 21st, 99. Okay, so so it was Crystal that came out in 2000. That makes sense. I remembered one of them did. Uh, looks like uh, Gold and Silver came out in North America in 2000. Yeah, okay. There was a reason that the movie was called Pokemon 2000. 
I actually uh, rewatched oh. the dub of that recently, or not the dub. I I watched, I rewatched the movie, but I watched it with subs, and I'd seen the dub many, many times. And my main takeaway was, you know, when it comes to like voice delivery and tone, and like character direction and jokes. Four Kids actually did a pretty damn good job with this one. Yeah, no, when, yeah. Four Kid, when Four Kids isn't censoring the hell out of a show, they're actually relatively competent. But so, like, handing okay. One Piece to Four Kids was that a that was an interesting choice because I think they just grabbed it because they're like, oh, it's popular, it must be something we can do, and then they quickly realized, actually, oh no. I actually have a hot take about Four Kids. So, um. I don't know if either of you guys know of the Magical Girl series Tokyo Mew Mew. It got a reboot uh, a few years ago. Oh, I've Mew Mew Kissy Cutie, yeah. Uh, well, that's what it's based on, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so Tokyo Mew Mew was, you know, like a Magical Girl show that came out in the shit. Like, it was it was one of those Magical Girl shows that was kind of trying to be something a little bit different from Sailor Moon, but, like, was definitely made because Sailor Moon was popular. And, like, like I think the manga came out kind of closer to Sailor Moon than the anime came out because it was another one of those things where like the manga was very different from the anime because with a lot of magical girl animes they would expand things from the manga to like fit a full season of of, of a show um and seasons were kind of longer than I think um so there were two seasons and the there were two seasons of the show if I'm remembering right and four kids dubbed the first season and um, they didn't. They did not ever dub the second season, and I don't remember if it was like financial or because the second season kind of gets heavy, um, <laughs> or what exactly. But um, I maintain that if you are going to watch the original Tokyo Mew Mew, you should watch the four kids dub until it runs out, because the original, uh, the original series has a very specific vibe that I don't think is as interesting. <laughs> like, I find the 4Kids dub in terms of, like, music choices and, like, like line choices to be more engaging in the first few episodes. And this is kind of a thing that I, like, um, my friend really likes the, uh, the original Digimon Adventure, um, and I only ever watched that dubbed, and I watched it with her subbed some because she experienced it that way completely um, different vibe. and and the vibe is so different like the music choice i'm like why are we playing like soothing techno during this battle scene it was like so weird like part of that is just like the era of anime yeah. that it was and i just and because i grew up on like the the the, the inserting the of the the theme song and all the pop music everywhere i'm like i have no idea what's going on i think i i think more important to how um digimon adventure one was received was received in the west was because the dub fills a lot of empty space not with theme song stuff but with character chatter um, yeah, there, there's a lot of dead air in the uh, in the original Digimon sub, which is really hit um, or miss depending on the kind of person you are, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and like, and, and uh... like in the dub, everybody is talking all the time, and in a way, okay. So Final Fantasy VII came out in 1997, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a smash hit. And it's got great character arcs, and it's got great character development, and it's got a great story. And it's a smash hit. It's a runaway hit. It's the biggest thing Squenix has ever put out. And so they capitalize on that with 
Final Fantasy VII Media. They put out Dirge of Cerberus, and they put out Advent Children, and they put out Crisis Core, and none of it matches up because all of it is this weird, ponderous, melancholy thing that um, that uh, undoes a lot of character and development. it takes all the is... characters and fundamentally misunderstands them except for, like, two of them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. And, I don't know enough. To, and, like most of the experience I have with the Final Fantasy canon comes from a lot of that side media and like people looking at the entire franchise as a whole. Well, I guess here's and, a and way I'm, to put I'm it. I'm trying to get somewhere. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Right. Go ahead, Thor. Um, and then there's a lot of dead time for Final Fantasy VII. The game, uh, all the side games are done. The ancillary media isn't coming out. There's like a 10-year drought. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out. And it expands the first six hours of Final Fantasy VII into a 40-hour campaign. And it does so by adding moments. It adds dialogue. It adds story beats. It adds moments with these characters that have all been re-railed, brought back to their original characterization, and expanded in masterful ways. And that adds so much to a narrative if you get, if you do it right. And I would argue that Digimon Season 1 in the West does that right. All the characters are, are fun, and they... Uh, listening to them talk is fun. They're engaging. They're interesting. And all the added dialogue adds to the story. It is very interesting, though, watching them side by side, comparing how different the character dynamics are. Like, Tai is kind of a dick in both versions, but, like, in Japanese, you kind of get the vibe that he's just sort of a smart, quick-witted kid who, who's a little too big for his britches, where, like, in, in English, that's still kind of the, the case, but, like, he's more mouthy because everybody's a little bit more mouthy. Whereas, like, in Japanese, he's just sort of, like, generally kind of pushy in a way that's a lot more subtle. And some of that is just cultural. A pushy little but, kid, like, basically. Yeah, but, but like, TK. TK and Patamon. Oh, my God, yeah. In the dub. How would you, de- how would you describe their dynamic? It's, like, brotherly. Yeah. For me, yeah, Patamon always seemed so like... Patamon always seemed like TK's, like, sassy older brother. Like, uh-huh. but in the dub, he he's he's like he's constantly being mouthy, and like some of this is because I love Digimon Adventure O two, and it is also greatly helped by the dub, from what I understand. I haven't watched a ton of it subbed, but it is it is very enjoyable in the dub, and like you can you can laugh at a lot of stuff and ignore some of the weird plot decisions that they make, um, but in the sub. Patamon is baby? Patamon is so He's baby. even more baby than TK is? And I didn't know that was possible. But they are both baby together, which creates a completely different dynamic. And I'm like, what the heck? And Ty and Matt's whole, like, dynamic is a little bit different as well in Japanese versus oh, in English. Yeah. And, like, and like Matt in general, like, there's... The rival dynamic is slightly different in that era of, like anime dubs versus in that era of like anime subs man danny is going to be eating this episode (laughs) like there there are some levels to to the level of like animosity and everything like ty and matt don't get along but it's it, it works in a slightly different way when the dialogue is 
is like less of a concept is like is less constant and like my my friend who likes it enjoys those moments of quiet she thinks that they that they help and a lot of the specific dialogue choices kind of aggravate her because of the way that she understands the characters um so so yeah i would like to clarify that i don't think digimon season one's dub changes are on the level of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm just using that as a comparison. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've never really liked Digimon Adventure 01. Like, it's fine. I feel like 02 is when Digimon starts getting really good. I love Digimon Adventure 02 so fucking much. The funniest thing to me is, in the Digimon fandom, so many people dislike 02, but... If you like O2, it is your favorite. Yes. Like and... th- that's the dichotomy. You either love O2 mm-hmm. or you think it's trash. So my my boyfriend and I the other day were listening to like I think it was like a Digimon series lo-fi playlist. Uh-huh. And there were some little subtitles in there, and one of them when Di- when Digimon O2 started, subtitle came up saying, you know, Digimon O2 was the worst one. Like as a goof. And you know, I'm just like, "Oh, damn it." person's taste and then uh the fucking digimon frontiers part came up and they then they said never mind what i said about digimon 02 comma (laughs) (laughs) i mean okay so i watched a lot of digimon frontier because it aired on like jetix yeah when i when i was watching jetix fairly regularly and tamers did too like they would be running digimon (laughs) digimon reruns and, like, I also watched a lot of Data Squad. Data Squad was my favorite for a while. Data Squad I sounds love really Data Squad. fun. Data Squad is great. I love Marcus. Like, any, like, I, I feel like Marcus kind of maybe affected my taste in, 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 in main characters a little bit. Like, he, he just doesn't take any shit. He's just here to throw down. God bless. From what I've heard <laughs> about Data Squad is it's basically what I keep asking for, like, YA, C, or not YA. For like kids series and stuff to do is please give us an older protagonist in this universe so I can kind of have like a scope or scale or purpose that isn't just baby children. And it like, seems like Data Squad like is basically older, what I'm asking for. He's supposed for. to be like 13. He's supposed to be in eighth grade. And I'm like, how? <laughs> Every motherfucker how? I've seen in pictures of that show looks like they're in late high school at least. Yeah, I, I, I. Like, I think Thomas is supposed to be a high schooler. I think Thomas is supposed to be a little older. And then Yoshino is an adult. She can drive. So, like, she's an adult. But, uh, but, but, like, like, to me, Marcus Reeds is 15 at the youngest. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking, like, he's, he's doing street fights all day. And Thomas is, like, 16 or 17. Already a fucking certified doctor, motherfucker. Classic anime stuff. Me when I'm a certified doctor, but I'm a protagonist slash main character in an anime, so I have to be a minor. Yeah. Yeah. I but D- Data Squad's great. All I love all of the partners in it. I think that the Keenan is especially also very good. He's a good boy. I think the partner Digimon element is such a key thing to Digimon, for me at least. Where if you don't have it present, if there aren't partner Digimon that are meant to kind of be reflections and bounce off of their partner human character, I just lose interest, which is why Frontiers, I I just bounce off Frontiers. I'm like, what do you mean there's no partner Digimon? Instead, there's two of them that kind of follow the party around that I don't care about. What do you mean the kids are the Digimon? 
I don't See, mind like, it I didn't if like... kids like merge with Digimon or become Digimon. If Frontiers was the way it was, but they also had a partner Digimon that they did then did cool combo attacks with. Well, yeah, rad. there are a lot of things like. like... <laughs> so actually, uh, I have this Digimon story idea where where Digimon come to our world and like. The plot is that a group of ten people from around the world at, at different ages wind up um, being ambassadors to the digital world because, like the 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 Yggdrasil like main uh, main computer thing like connects with our world because our worlds are in danger of merging together due to the way that technology is, and so he like he meets up with the authorities of all the world governments and shit, and is like, I am going to make a deal with you so that our two so that we do not go to war because I have run the simulations, and if we just smash into each other, it's going to be bad for both of us. Both of us can totally, like, destroy each other. So why don't we try to be peaceful? I'm going to send you these ten children of mine. <laughs> you pick... Find the ten... Oh, find ten humans. Yes, find ten humans that align... Whose energy aligns with these eggs. And we will work together to try and make our worlds come together peacefully. And that's oh, the premise dude. of the thing. And so one of the final power-ups that they get are these crests and from another series that aren't the normal crests right. and the the elements from frontier and they they like they do this cross thing where the 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 human uh does the spirit evolution and the digimon does the armor evolution at the same time fuck yeah so they they can do that originally it it happens because they're like separated like the humans wind up the humans of the digimon wind up in different spots in the digital world uh -huh. like there's the, is the, the the arc that i had planned out and so they dis they discover that they can help each other with these powers even when they aren't like near each other um and so like they can do it at the same time and so like that that that's so when you mentioned that, it made me think about that because that's like kind of exactly what the point of it was. Man. But I like Frontier mostly because the characters in it. Well, first of all, um, the main dude and the rival have a phenomenal uh, have a phenomenal anime rivalry that is lovely on its own. Uh, the main character is basically Sasuke, and like I have a type. I'm aware that I have a type. Um, like he's he's. Uh, Koji is is very much my type, my, uh... but more my type is Koichi. <laughs> I love Frontier entirely because of Koichi. My biggest <laughs> issue with Frontier is the weird misogyny. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely a problem. And it's I'm weird not gonna say it's that that's not, not a it's not that present in other Digimon series. There's only one girl, and she gets shit on constantly, yeah. and I it's don't so, like that it's, at it's all. It's just like true. you look at O one, and it's like pretty decent like there's two girl characters pretty decent like not too much overlap in their personalities they're i they're like actualized people with feelings and needs i don't love what they've done with sora recently yeah that's a mess but she's you know she's yeah. fine for who she is yeah and then she's kind of like that tomboy who secretly wants to be more sensitive type which yeah. i'm never a fan yeah. of yeah but... I, I like that the kind the dub kind of did the reverse with mimi where you know she is at her basis, you know, sensitive girly girl, but she also understands that she can expand and be that plus other things. Mimi is isn't a joy she so, in... isn't she like super flat in the sub? Um, no, no I actually really like her. It's a mixed case in the, in the sub. Yeah, it's like she like 
you go ahead. Okay, so so I had well, I watched up to like her like first digivol like I watched up to a fair amount, and honestly, Mimi was like my favorite character in the yeah. sub. She's one of those like super excited to mingle with the with the 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 peasants rich girl types. She's got like she comes to camp and she's got a bag full of like everything because she has everything. She knows that she can get everything. She wants to be super prepared for every eventuality. So she's actually even more so than Joe who is like the scaredy cat who wants to be ready for everything. She just she has like the flashlights and food yeah. and camp stuff she's and the like kind she, of person. she came she came prepared. She wants she goes she gives it her all. She's the kind of person that has a lot of privilege and resources and does not squander it yeah she she goes hard on everything she is very much like the the crest of sincerity slash crest of purity is very like she's one of the ones who embodies her crest the best in my opinion because she is constantly giving everything uh everything to all like she cares a lot she is kind of a girly girl but she's like 11 so of course she's going to be complaining about some stuff but for the most part she is down to do her best and she puts everything that she has into into stuff and she feels things very strongly which i relate to so i feel like mimi is one of the the highlights of the The way i'd put it she's definitely my favorite in the the way i'd put it is the dub starts her as more obnoxious than the sub does, and that gives the illusion of her having more growth. <laughs> That's possible, But yeah. kind of the end um, result of the sub and dub are about the same, like, roundedness of character. <laughs> that kind of makes... Yeah, I mean, like, she is very funny at the start in the dub. Like, all the characters are funny, but she yeah. is, uh, she and Tentomon kind of both, like, carry the crown oh, for funny for sure. lines in the beginning. But yeah, it's just really weird Ten- to me that Frontiers goes so hard on the misogyny after, like, O1 had rounded lady characters, O2 had our ADHD queen Miyako. Miyako's great, yeah. yeah Tamers I, I... had Ruki, who was a badass and cool and... Arguably okay. also kind of a stereotype, but, like, in a, yeah, like, but like, you know, she's kind of also that tomboy stereotype they make it work, that I don't though, like, but you know? they do make it and work And then with her. Frontiers is like, we hate women for some reason this season. <laughs> I mean, they're all written by different people. We don't gotta get into the Digimon Tamers stage play. Oh, oh lord. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, let's, oh, let's not go oh. into weird politics on our podcast. I, I do yeah. not like so, that, so like but the... you know what I have also, heard guys... that people generally like? What? Mudkips. I do uh, yeah, like we've, Mudkips. We've been talking about Digimon for 15 minutes and we're an hour. Oh, yeah, I, I figured it was okay to go on Just a tangent. Just for you, Dan. Oh, it is. Love you. Yes, but... <laughs> yes, we we had gone. We would. We were only at like half an hour when we started that tangent, so I thought it was safe. Um, but we did wind up going for like the illusion of the safe Digimon tangent. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so Kips. I heard you like Mudkips. I do. I, I do like Mudkips. I love Mudkips. I. It's a good little guy. He's so good. He's so excellent. He's so friend. I he is. I, I really him. like his shiny. He is the only. His shiny's pretty good. Yeah. The only starter, I chose as a kid in Hoenn. I refuse. Yeah, to I mean, pick like, I would occasionally pick Torchic sometimes when I would play it. When I would, because like I, I've told you that when I was playing uh, Sapphire originally. Yeah. 
Um, I was a dumb, like, seven-year-old who did not know how to grind in RPGs and, like, would, would go through entirely with my starter and, like, avoid a lot of fights and not really, like, play the game the way you were supposed to play it. And so I would always get stuck at that rival battle between, um, between Sutopolis, not Sutopolis, uh, the Slateport and Mauville. I would always get stuck there. Um, the thing is, other than that fight, Mudkip can solo the game. Yes. Because water ground, as it turns out, is an extremely good type combination. And there aren't that Eight many out of ten, type too much water. In Owen. Okay, I gotta ask: Am I weird in that I only ever had the one playthrough of all of these Pokemon games? I just played them for like a hundred fifty hours each. No, I, I think I think that's a normal, of, especially in the games the that, that the have Pokemon stuff games like the Battle Tower. Like, like I I played Yellow and I I got my copy of Yellow and I played through Yellow and then I kept playing through Yellow on that same save file and then I got Silver and I played through Silver and I I think didn't you're the restart my I game. think you're the average play style of Pokemon players I think Love and I are just freaks we just, I just like playing through I just the like games playing man through like the game. a lot of and like also a lot of times I would get like I've always been that kid who got like like got stuck in a game and like bashed my head against it for like a week or so and then just like fuck it I'm starting over. Like I did that with every video game I ever played as a kid. So like I I have done so like I developed that habit and that naturally transferred over to Pokemon because that was one of the games I played the most. So um Yeah, that's kind of an alien perspective to me. I I tend to power through obstacles and beat my head against puzzles until i solve them again i was seven so like i i, I did I that when to... i was seven <laughs> yeah like i wanted to play the game i liked more <laughs> i didn't want to like keep bashing my i would head do against like new playthroughs like. with challenges like in this one i'm not going to evolve my pokemon to their final stage oh my god you were doing oh. challenges as a kid i could never that. do that. well i just did that because i was on the cerave.net forums and they had little clubs you could make so i was like i'm gonna make a club for people that don't want to fully evolve their pokemon and i'm gonna do a playthrough that's very game. cute that's... and fun i appreciate that um Man, the Cerave. But yes, I would so. always pick Mudkip. I picked Torchic occasionally when I would do that, but my mom usually picked Torchic because, like, that was when she was still regularly playing through Pokemon games. And she had Ruby, and she picked Torchic, and I had Sapphire, and I picked Mudkip um, because I was still mostly picking Water types at the time. But and... you're lucky to have a mom who is into video games. I wish <laughs> my mom was into video games. She works for Epic Games. She's been wanting to tell me about the three new things that they announced the other week for like months. She's been like telling me about these three things that she's that she's really excited about, but that have had the team completely stressed out. I'm so envious of um, your gamer mom. Yes, her <laughs> literally her her ta like the the username that she usually goes by is literally Rad Gamer Mom. You just doxed your like, mother on nice. the internet. <laughs> Don't worry about it. She, it's probably fine. Um, anyway, you don't. Your username you guys don't is know, beep. You guys don't know her real name, so it's fine. Um, anyway, uh, so 
I love Mudkips. I've always loved Mudkips. I love Marshtop. The fact that they made him so fucking weird in 3D, like, made him into a meme. But, like, just look at him, like, in his actual art, like, in his sprites and everything. He's so happy. He's just a cool dude. Yeah, I think and sometimes I think he... the 3D sprites are a little bit uh, neutral position. So it makes yeah. it lose some They're of like the expressiveness. <laughs> But, like, if you look at his, like, ruby and sapphire sprites... Oh, he's, that's he's very so, cute! He's so happy! That's He's, he's got his arms Even the out, black and white and he's sprites he's just standing there, stancing! Yeah, the, That's the, so cute! Yeah, the black and white sprites, he's just kind of vibing, and it's very cute. He's like, I, I, I just, like his ruby sapphire sprites a he's lot. He's just got that big grin on his face in Gen 3. He's smiling, He's he's happy to be there. And and I always loved because like he gets he gets mud shot as soon as he evolves and that shit was so powerful like because it was in Gen three it was a physical attack and he's a physical attacker so I would just like I would just like Burr! it was great um, there was one time when I did manage to finally get through into the late game and I would just and I loved muddy water on my swampert because it was like oh it feels like I'm hitting them with both of my types it's so cool and uh, and. I remember that was also the playthrough that when I got to Moss Deep and uh, the Solrock and the Lunatone, I was like, you know what? I've got this super rod now because you get that in Moss Deep. And I just fished up two Sharpedo and two Whalmer and I fought and I just like spammed Surf <laughs> throughout that entire fight. <laughs> I have this, it's a very vivid memory of mine. It was so silly. I didn't use them other than that, but I have that very strong memory. Uh, but Swampert's so cool. I, I think Swampert's really cool looking. Swampert's a really solid design. Swampert, like, I, 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 I'm a sucker for a good frog. Uh, he he I, is very amphibious. I hope it's not too immediate for me to talk about Mega Swampert, which I feel like is an incredible design. I ah, fucking love muscle him. frog. He's, Big old he, bullfrog. Like he just he like I I saw him and I was like this is a little weird, but I actually really love it. He's like his name Swampert is based off of rampart he's a he's a fucking fortress and that totally works with this he like looks like he's a fucking brick wall leaning over his trainer to fucking block it from all damage and i just also you, you know the picture of you know the photo of that mobster african bullfrog with his with one fist in his other palm yeah. yes um, that that's mega swamp i also just feel he, like he does have that i also just feel like mega swamper has a really strong profile really good shape it feels very natural to the progression of Swampert's shape as well, because if you look at Marshchomp and then Swampert, you're like, yeah, okay. If you look at Marshchomp and then Mega Swampert, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like I do think so too. Like the 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 fact that Marshchomp is briefly bipedal, well, and then Swampert is like on all fours again is kind of weird. Like it, it happens in a few different different lines, but like you can kind of tell that it, it, it can also stand up on its hind legs as well. And Mega Swampert makes that way more clear. It's like, oh yes, I am just so fucking beefy that I have to be on all fours, but I can absolutely rear up and smack you very hard. And like the, the patterns work really well as an evolution from like from the design that Swampert has. Like the spikes work really well. Sorry, I heard I, I heard it, the it, sentence. I'm so beefy, I have to be on all fours, and I passed out for a second. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. That's as a you. joke, of course. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you know, 
Mudkip is a little axolotl friend, a little salamander axolotl guy, and then they kind of evolve on that in different like salamandery directions. And it, it just works. It just works in every way. Like, you can tell that this is an amphibian, even though it also kind of looks like a fucking uh, tokusatsu Also, dude. a really interesting thing to me about Swampert, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's bipedal in Ruby and Sapphire. Wait, is it? Hang Hold on. on. Let look me look at, at this right. Oh my god, it is. Hold on. It's been ages since I saw the Ruby and Sapphire sprite. Wow, it's Emerald sprite. Sucks. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. It is. It is on both. It is on two legs. I forgot that it's it's on two in, legs. And then in Diamond and Pearl, it's still bipedal. And then in Black and, and White, in Black it's, and White, it's kind of it's like... like about to land. And then in X and Y, it's landed. <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of fun. Like it looks more battle ready on all fours. Like it looks like it's ready to fucking intercept. Yeah. It looks kind of like a like a fucking yeah, I think football I'd like player. it on all fours. It feels better. like the Sugimori art is misleading us on Swampert. That's wild, yeah. I mean, like it, like it looks like a fucking football player, which I had not thought about until just this moment. But it absolutely is like like the way that it it's like stanced up, and the especially its mega evolution. Yeah, like it kind of looks like it like the helmet shape almost. Like, it looks like it would absolutely be a linebacker or some shit. Hell yeah. So that's, so like, I I had not thought about that until just now, but it kind of, like, even the color scheme kind of reminds me of the way that some some football uniforms look, which is kind of weird, but kind of cool. So which is next, Umbreon or Espeon? Uh, What do you mean? Uh, You know, Gen 3 starters. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh. Oh boy, yeah. We will have the Eevee episode after we cover everything. Fair enough. Um, I guess we'll it can wait. Be... Watch Dogs in Love. You won't regret oh, it. You won't. It's true. The the, the series that made you like, I guess it would be delivered, wouldn't it? <laughs> I thought that for a while. That's like kind of a a, a thing that, that that gets brought up every so often in Pokemon in Pokemon fandoms, like depending on it. But like Delibird kind of sounds better. It does. Like, it sounds more like a creature. Kind name. of like how Charizard sounds better and Blaziken sounds better. Than Blaziken, like Or Charizard, like Lizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I do wanna I do wanna just draw your attention to Swampert's Japanese name, which is Nagudaji. Lag large. Yeah. Large and slow. It's just he's just big. He's just big. He's just big. It's actually lagoon and large. Ah. They they really they they were like lagoon, but lagoon is kind of like like a little too fresh water, like a little too clear sounding. He's a swampy. He's swampy, dude. He's a swampy. Are you are you sure there's uh, those extra syllables? Because on Serbi, it's just rugaji. It's a uh, dagudaji. Dagudaji. Oh. Dagudaji. Yeah, technically, there's the dash for that, an extension of the previous mm-hmm. vowel. Yeah, dagudaji. Fair enough. Interestingly, in French, it's lagron. What's Agron's name in French? Hold on. That's a great question. <laughs> it's time to find out. Agron's French. Because I thought name. that Agron was from aggressive. Agron's like, French. Lago it, is Agron's large. French name is Gale King. That's cool. From Gale or Gale King, I guess. From Gale, which is Pebble and King. That's cool. Pebble Ooh, neat. That's very cool. Agron's um, name we'll is Boscadora. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Do you know uh do you do you, like I'm pretty sure that that 
that uh, Tyranitar's name is also like kaiju or is also like literally just a. It's Bangiras. Oh, sorry. I I heard Tyranitar and my brain parsed it as Laron because I was looking at Laron's page. <laughs> yeah, Bangiras. Yeah, yeah. No, Tyran is Bangiras. Uh, <laughs> nice. So yes, they are kaiju's. They Agron is is the 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 the, the partner to Tyranitar. And they are they are very much kaiju's and good for them. Good for them. We'll talk about some kaiju's later. We should have like a kaiju episode. Just a pseudo legendary episode. Yeah, Maybe, but not yeah. the but not the funky ones. Not the ultra beasts or the paradoxes. I mean, if we had like an actual kaiju episode, Agron is not a pseudo legendary, but we would have to include Butterfree. That's true. Because uh, G Max Butterfree yeah. is Mothra. That's true. We might as well include a lot of the Pokemon if we do that. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it would be very funny to have an episode where we just pick out, like, all the main kaiju. Because I'm not a kaiju expert. I only know, like, the ones that are featured in fucking uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. (laughs) Completely unrelated to starters, but related to Pokemon. Yes. Related to Pokemon. Uh Yeah. Is the Sea Guardian who lives under the sea. And is constantly nice. animated and displayed as manipulating water. It's true. And a psychic flying type. Ah, yeah. but telekinesis is psychic type, don't uh, you? Know? Never the mind fact that it's that it's a flying hydromancy. Type. Like to Why be fair, it have okay. Been to be fair, water. <laughs> it was yeah. originally it was originally made for the movie. They did not give it a like. It didn't have a type because it was originally created as just this creature. So they weren't thinking about like, oh, it has to match up and be a pair. But like then they were like, okay, well, if we're going to put this in the game, we need to pair it alongside another legendary Pokemon and Ho-Oh's here and it's kind of a fire flying type. So we kind of need to make it a flying type. But if we just make it water flying, we've got a bunch of those and that doesn't feel super like, and like psychic is the type of like cool cool things should like, have just made it psychic like water the, the, and it does talk to, to they should have made it psychic water and made ho psychic fire and just had us accept that they were birds i'd yeah, think that, that was be rad cool. oh it was great we'll, we'll we'll get to some we can have some box legendary i'm, I'm not mad because of poke yeah. doku or anything i'm not <laughs> i'm not mad for all the times that i've thought lucas a lot oh god damn it <laughs> I mean, I've I've known it for so long that like like for me, it's like all of the common Pokemon type myths are like, no, I know that that's wrong because I because I know that it's a common like mistake, and I'm just like, no, I'm I'm too good at Pokemon for that. Do you know what? Do you know I gotta what? say, okay. coming across Lugia in new in new Pokemon Snap was really cool. It was so cool. All everything in new Pokemon Snap was cool. Like every single legendary encounter was great, and every single like. Like every single Illumina Pokemon when you first came across it was so cool. Like I cannot wait for Snap Three. I I I hope that they make more. Like it was so sad that they didn't make more DLC for New Snap. I was like, no, please, please, I would pay so much money for even one more new course. I would pay every bit of money that I have for more New Snap because New Snap was so good. New Snap is my is my third favorite Pokemon game of all time. It's really good. Like, like 
the lead up to like which what which Illumina Pokemon would be the like the Illumina Pokemon of each region was like oh man I wonder what it's actually gonna be and it they, and they like really went for it like they they chose from like a wide variety and like like they like they started with Meganium and like nobody thinks about Meganium but it works perfectly for this and then like the 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 Steelix was really cool even though it was a pain in the ass to actually photograph photograph. And then of I course, think I think the melodic boss fight was the most memorable. The Milotic was very cool, but I really liked the wishy-washy fight. The fact that it can like catch you in its mouth is awesome. <laughs> like wishy-washy in general, like is so cool, and the fact that they went for it with that, I was like, yes, this is perfect. But of course, obviously, the best one is Volcarona because, like, yes, that is exactly where it should be. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, you know what? But like Pokemon I, whose name I really like, I really what? like Bonsly's name. Bonsly's name it's is such great. a clever yeah, name. I usually call it Bonsly. I know, but it is Bonsly. Everyone does. I thought, it, and it's like I thought it was Bonsly for the first like twenty years of its existence. I think they alternate pronunciations in the show because, <laughs> like. Because like the, the usually when when Bonsley is talking, it kind of goes like Bonsley. Yeah. But like they usually say Bonsley. It's very I think. strange. But it is Bonsley because it's a Bonsai and it's Sly. It should be Bonsley. I also really like its Japanese name. Holy shit! Hold on, what is Usohachi, it? which is false oh! flower pot, but the word Usopachi means outright lie. That's oh, amazing. that's a cool pun. <laughs> I love Japanese wordplay. It's so good. What is Sudowoodo's? Usoki. Uh, uh, Usoki. Let me see what... Let me see what that actually From means. From Uso, um, obviously, ki, tree, and Usoski, liar. Usotski is liar, uh, yeah. That's very cute. So Uso, the fact that Usotski... Like, the fact that Liar sounds like it could have key in it is the entire point of its existence. And God bless. Thank you for it. It's great. I, Sudowoodo is such a fucking icon. Absolutely delightful. Like, I, they have... I complain about the Gen 9 uh, gym leader aces not being their type, but Sudowoodo becoming grass type was so brilliant. Trudy Wudo, like that's great. Truly Wudo, like that's that's great. We love it. But, like I think that that's like all. I think all of the the reason that I don't love it is mostly because like they're not native Paldea Pokemon, and I feel like they should have gone with that. Like they should have made their native Paldea Pokemon, like like they should have had like two native Paldea Pokemon as their aces, and one of them turned into a different type. But, like, I feel like this also works, and, like, it shows off the gimmick, and they do kind of have two aces regardless, and I think it's kind of neat. Um, but, uh, I do, <sighs> I, I, you know, Gen 9 has, has a lot of flaws, but is still very good, so. I like that Gen 9 is a mess, but it's a very fun mess. It feels Gen like they're willing to Pokemon's, try a lot of shit out. Pokemon Scarlet is my favorite Pokemon game. Yeah, it's the most too. fun I've ever had with a Pokemon game. Yeah, the that's state all that matters, it released honestly. in was truly inexcusable, but 
but I, I liked was it. So much fun. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really liked it. Like it's clear that they gave a shit. Like they gave so much of a shit. Like I like Sword and Shield, but you could very much argue that they were kind of playing. They were kind of like filling kind in of the lines. Kind of folding it in, yeah. Playing it but safe, like, phoning it in a little bit. I, but there like, is some really of, good stuff about Sword and Shield, though. Like Bead's character arc's so good. Bead's great, Hop's great. There's a lot of good stuff in Sword and Shield. Like the characters in Sword and Shield are by far its best. Sword and Shield. Everyone's favorite characters: Swordward and Shieldbert. Well, yeah. Other than Gunther, but they are funny. (laughs) They are funny. Like the fact that are they? they, Are they really? I think that they are funny. I love their stupid hair. Their stupid (laughs) hair is extremely fucking funny. Sword and Shield feels like people cared but someone else was also constantly pushing the people that cared out of the room and saying we need to finish this yeah and then in in scarlet and violet (laughs) they were like i don't care how broken this is going to be when it's done i want to do things that are cool and good for you good for them like honestly i feel like this is the way to get to make it so that that fucking game freak gives them more time and they called toby fox on the telephone and said will you make and toby was like yes (laughs) <laughs> yes i and... think gen 9 has some of the strongest mod designs out of any generation all of them every single one i was like that's so silly and i love it i like, love the dunsparce tinkaton is, is my second favorite pokemon of all time and it's honestly threatening to displace typhlosion as tinkaton is so good like the, it's just it's a, so like, funny like everything about tinkaton is just oh this is a jrpg character have you, like, seen, have you I... seen Tinkaton's Japanese name? Oh my no, god, what no, is what it? is it? Dekanu-chan. <gasps> Which oh. essentially means uh, uh, huge blacksmith girl. That's so good! That's very cute. That's so good. I need to know what all of the other ones are now, too. Okay, so Kanu-chan. They, ha- they all have Chan in their names. That's so good. Oh my god, that's so good. Everything about Tinkaton is funny. The giant hammer, the lore about its rivalry with Corviknight, the fact that it gets a 160 base power move. Please, oh. for the love of God, give it Smackdown. Oh, you, that, it, that would be perfect. Not? Why does it not get Smackdown? <laughs> um, everything about Tinkaton, its design is very amusing and fun. Um, okay, it, so... it's It's... It's a little chaos gremlin. Um, with with a hammer. That, it's just Amy Rose as a Pokemon, and I love everything about that. That's great. 28 pounds of pure hatred against steel types. The other 230 pounds are from the hammer. Yeah, it's great. If you spend a long <laughs> enough time obsessively hating someone, you risk becoming it yourself. It's so good. So, like, so, like, so Tink so Tink Tink is just, uh, for is just Kanuchan, which is just. Little, little forger hit like just forger girl and then yeah. tinkatuff is middle forger girl and tinkaton is big forger girl but like chan is also just like affectionate like it's just oh it's it's the it's it's forger chan it's just like it's just the the, the little girl. wait forger is the last name of anya and she's got anya's hairstyle a little bit thinking emoji thinking emoji <laughs> Anyway, we don't get. Anyway, uh, it's been almost an hour and a half, and we stopped talking about about Mudkip a little bit ago. So we should probably wrap it up. I mean, yeah, we got really Verdict. distracted in our Digimon podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Verdict. Uh, Skeptile is okay. Swampert like is great. Blaziken is rad. Torchic is so cute. 
I think that all of the I think that Gen 3 has very good starters. I can like it's very hard for me not to pick Mudkip because Mudkip is like my third or fourth favorite starter of all time due to nostalgia, yes. but I you can have a very good journey with any of them. Also, uh shout out to the fact that um even though there is a ton of water and water types to fight, Swampert is better at handling them than than Grove Heaven Sceptile is, because the only things you run into while surfing are flying and poison type. You run into Pelipper and Wingle and Tentacool and Tentacruel. Swampert yep. is super effective against one of those, and and Sceptile is 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 uh, isn't against either of them. Is weak to both. Yeah. So there I mean, really you know, were too many tentacles and wingles in that game. I mean, to be fair, there's too many tentacles in every game. Like that's all. That's also all you run into when surfing in Johto. There's just less water in Johto, although not an inconsiderable amount. There's still a decent amount of water. Well, Pokemon good. Pokemon good. All right. Pokemon so, uh, good. So this has been the Own Tempo podcast. I have been obsessive reader love. You can find me on Tumblr at uh, loveblogging and reblogging at tumblr.com. Uh, I don't have other social medias, uh, and uh, I'm not going to give you my Discord information because no. But if you want to hang out with me, you can join Lore's Discord. Lore, tell them all about your social media. Hi, I'm Lore Weaver. I have a blog, loreweaver-universe.tumblr.com. I have a YouTube channel, um, which you may or may not be watching this on, uh, which is just at Loreweaver on YouTube. I forget the exact format of YouTube channel URLs, but it's at Loreweaver. Lore Weaver. Uh, I stream l games live almost every day at 1 p.m. EST on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Loreweaver15. And... Um, there's a Discord server that you can find through various means from almost any of those uh, venues that you can hang out with us. Hang out with my Discord server. We love having new people. Indeed. And Teddy, do you have anything you would like to plug? I ain't got much social media right now. Uh, just, you know, get Pokemon. You know? Get, get Pokemon! Pokemon. Have fun, stay safe, be brave enough to be kind, and get Pokemon. Have a good time, folks. Bye, Catch everybody. Catch you on the flip side.